What you are about to hear is a short commentary segment that was originally uploaded to YouTube, separate from any particular Rambles episode. Consider it bonus material. You guys might know of Lemino. He very rarely releases a video, but they get big views. His most recent one, The Candy Assassination Inside the Book Depository, has got 3 million views in two days. Like, obviously blowing up in the algorithm, huge thing. And because of that, of course, the parasites feel like they need to jump on and get their fill. And so people have obviously commented every single time without fail. And there's the entire video re-uploaded, including the thumbnail with XQC's face in the corner. And Hassan, of course, the prime labor exploiter, person making millions redistributing other people's content on a day-to-day -day basis. Fighting against the little guy, trying to crush everyone beneath his feet for that second Porsche. He's there as well. Video fully re-uploaded. Watch the entire thing on stream. Entire thing on YouTube. His face in the corner. Now some people say, hey, yo, this is a fan channel re-uploading this video. It's not actually Hassan's main channel. One, Hassan still watched the entire fucking thing on his Twitch stream. Like, understand, these videos by this dude take like a year to make, potentially. Many, many months, bare minimum. And Hassan's defensive, oh, but like, I talked to my chat for like an hour while watching his entire fucking video, redistributing it to thousands of people, is obviously not a good defense. It's just pure exploitation, nothing but. But more than this, Hassan's business model relies upon and directly promotes the idea of people re-uploading these videos. He calls them the Hassan Clip Industrial Complex. He promotes the idea and is perfectly in favor of people re-uploading his re-uploads of other people's content. This is his business model. It is how he's grown so big over these years. Attaching his face to everyone else's hard work to usurp the market away from other creators. He just doesn't want to pay any money to these people, obviously. He uh, would rather they be volunteers in his enterprise, along with his uh, other legion of unpaid interns that generates his entire income. Socialist, by the way. The joke there is he's clearly not a socialist and is the most exploitative asshole that exists on any platform. It's obviously not true. That's an exaggeration. There must be more exploited people, but Hassan is definitely in that group. You, of course, all know this because in my videos, but the defenses that people who apparently care about labor exploitation will go to to try to justify Hassan's horrific, terrible, unjust practices is insane. And it highlights how dead the online discourse is and how insincere all this political discourse is. They don't really give two fucks. As Doug here says, most Twitch streamers would be homeless if they couldn't do reaction content. Like this has got a lot of likes, but what does it matter? Will this ever have any impact in clawing back the market share that these content redistribution networks have taken over the years? Like there could be some world where Lemino doesn't care about this. Or maybe he even supports it. I don't care about that. Because the people who suffer the most from this is not only him, but everyone else. These videos are re-uploaded to an attempt to draw viewers away from everyone else in the market to these massive monoliths, these content redistribution networks. The reason why Hassan doesn't grow smaller despite how much he advertises other creators. He just grows bigger. Because the only result of him sitting around on his ass watching other people work hard is that he gets bigger as a creator because he draws more viewers away from everyone else to himself. So you can see this original tweet has 7,000 likes, agreeing with the idea that this is clearly very terrible. And there were many other high profile tweets being like, what is this scummy garbage? How could people do this? What the hell? And so in light of that, I of course threw my hat in the ring as I always do when these kind of topics come up. Understand, I was sick when writing this. Like it, it took all mental power to be able to do this at all. In light of recent Twitter discourse, React content has only one purpose, to increase the time people spend watching reactors and reduce the time they spend doing anything else. They do this very successfully, and it is why the large creators are reactors. Why spend the time or resources to create anything when you can have thousands of unpaid interns working for exposure who falsely believe if enough millionaires copy their videos, they too will make it big. 
Reactors do not create exposure, they merely redirect exposure that naturally exists away from others to themselves. Recommendations that would go to others are instead used to promote React content as it floods the market. It's why reactors do not shrink as they advertise other creators by re-uploading their videos. They draw more viewers away from other creators than they ever send on, which is obviously the point or they wouldn't bother doing reaction content. The benefits from a reaction to your video are extremely tiny and are often negative long-term, as your video now competes with a copy that exists entirely to use your brand and work to advertise the reactor's channel. Worse though, you have absolutely no possibility of benefiting from the other millions of reaction videos produced by reactors. These two only exist to pull viewers away from you. Supporting React content is supporting a system where a small group can produce a video that takes a month to make in 30 minutes and can keep themselves perpetually live streaming while the work is done for them. You do not benefit by supporting, creating, and then competing with content curators as they effortlessly become the nexus for all the best content online. These markets are finite. Viewers can only watch a limited amount of videos. In the same way, algorithms can only promote a limited amount of videos in any given period. Giving those who are already successful even larger market share by providing them all the best content that others painstakingly work to create doesn't make anyone better off but them. Watching the slow death of creativity as those with no ideas, no talent, and no work ethic become millionaires hosting watch parties of other people working hard is gross. And all those who do it or support it should be ashamed. I think that's a pretty good summary of my uh, views. I largely stayed away from directly responding to anyone on the issue, but I did respond to one person initially, which is the Actman. I like the dude, I like his passion for gaming. I've watched uh, quite a few of his videos in my time. And he says, I'm all in favor of reaction-based content, but if you're gonna upload it to YouTube, then for God's sake, cut out the parts where you're eating, contributing nothing, or going to the bathroom, Lamau. It really ain't that hard to make a half-decent React video. So I responded to this. In what reality would anyone be in favor of people making millions of dollars hosting watch parties in order to avoid doing any work, or bare minimum, paying people for it? Your first impressions of something given via a handful of pauses is not creativity or transformation. He responds, I have my reasons. One of them is that I'm happy that people watch my content and share it with their audience. I make enough money as is, so for me personally, I don't care too much about it. Just want people to watch and enjoy my work. So I responded, their goal is to use your content to pull people away, not just from you, but other creators. To abuse algorithmic tendencies to take a greater share of the finite exposure given natively by the platforms, taking it from others where it would otherwise go. You make everyone else's lives harder by forcing all of us to compete with massive content curation machines. This passionately pumping out endless high quality videos without effort because they avoid all difficulties normally associated with production. You feed gluttons while making the lives of passionate creators harder. People who will only watch your content if they can re-upload it for profit and growth are not celebrating you. They are using you as a cog in their enterprise, an unpaid intern. You have millions of people who watch your content because they like it and a few who watch it because it is profitable. That second group will always receive more attention and thanks from you and that is just sad. I was the 1,247th creator whose video they re-uploaded. I must be special. No, you are just a free meal. He responded, in some respects, you were not wrong. I responded to him twice, once in reply and once in my own tweet. And I considered my own tweet to be so harsh that I was tempted to DM him and be like, hey man, sorry for savaging you a bit. It came off a little bit harder than I thought. And his response, you just be conceding to a degree, made me feel even more bad about this tweet. But nevertheless, it does explain my views. I took a picture of the act man saying, I'm all in favor of reaction-based content. And I said this in regards to it. I've heard some people say the tides are turning on reaction content. You are wrong. As long as creators see sitting around watching YouTube videos and re-uploading them as a valid form of creativity and a value to any platform, there will always be supply for reactors. 
The demand will never go away, only the supply of videos will if enough creators say stop. Unfortunately, there are enough people working as hard as they can to convince others to continue that supply to everyone's detriment, working hard to inspire each new generation of peasants to till the fields for their lords. The dream of people like the Actman is for YouTube to always be a two-tiered system, where one group does the work, spending the time and effort to create, while the other sits around watching them do so, receiving the exact same product and often greater reward for none of the work. It's just sad how this trickle-down theory of YouTube continues to spread. Don't you see? The easier it is for them to make videos, the more videos they can spam out. This means they will get more of the limited recommendations and viewers on these platforms. So they will become even richer, which is great because all that will one day trickle down to those who actually do the work that make those videos. It hasn't happened yet, but any day now, everyone benefits from competing with content aggregators. It's just so goddamn sad. I've tweeted up a storm here, chat, like, goddamn. So Mudahar threw his hat in the ring, as he often does when reaction content is brought up. And uh, he obviously has a much, much larger Twitter presence than I do. He plays that Twitter game quite well. So he tweeted out, just a shame garbage like this fills the recommendation tab. Talking about uh, XQC's direct re-upload of uh, that other dude's video. It got 100,000 likes. And so XQC responds to this. I wonder what triggers people like you so much. Revenue share? Audience split? Algorithm? I've heard this complaint a million times and most public figures try to attack it from multiple angles just to fall flat on their face. I'm watching a vid I like to my people. That's it. To be clear, I'm not sure if he ever actually watched the video that I made about XQC. Is XQC actually this dumb, I believe it's called? He did reference it on live stream. He said something like he's in his own little world or something. But I mean, the video does savage him like really, really hard. So in response to XQC's response to Mudahar, I said, I'm watching a vid I like to my people. Set of videos he has never seen before. Man browses YouTube for the 12,313th video he can leech viewers and recommendations off to avoid any actual work or paying others for it. I actually don't like this phrasing because it implies that he's only leeching viewers and recommendations off that video itself as opposed to the market as a whole. I almost considered removing the tweet and reposting it to make a clarification, but it's so cool though. It will trickle down one day, says a guy with a $100 million contract who has only gained viewers the more he re-uploads other people's videos. Where do you think those viewers come from, you guess? A portal to fairyland. Everyone else watches YouTube in their own time and tells their audience about content they like to promote it. But XQC is so entitled, he has spent years re-uploading every pixel of other people's hard work to two different platforms. There are few bigger exploitative pieces of shit to ever grace the social media space. I actually changed this last sentence. Originally, I said he was the most exploitative. In the same way, I often say that hyperbolically about Hassan. But obviously, there are more exploitative people than XQC. And so, TKM sent me a clip. If there's a big public figure, uh, a figure out there, any shimmer, okay, I will not belittle. I will Try not, I will not belittle you. If anybody wants to take a debate about me, okay, if you're on Twitter, on YouTube, if you're like a commentator on YouTube, anybody, I will debate you on shimmer about this anytime you want. I, I can do it right now. I don't care. Send me a DM on Twitter. Send me a DM on Twitter. Call, call, call your boys, okay? If you want to debate me on this, I'll be honest. React content like is fine. So I didn't get to see everything he said before this, but he says here that React content is fine. But I mean, I do have footage of him saying that it's uh, bad and lazy. So my response to this, as a voice actor for GTA 6, who has written extensively on the topic for over three years, and whose YouTube channel gets more monthly views than his does, I accept. 
although I'd rather his restriction of no belittlement be waived, as there is little value to be had otherwise. Of course, I already showed in the video, is XQC actually this dumb, subtitles for XQC available, that XQC is not only full of shit, but has the mental capacity of a drunk infant. I fully admit that I do not have the linguistic skills to sufficiently dumb down relevant complex ideas for him, however, I suspect no one alive could do so, thus I don't think this should disqualify me. I also expect that the time of the debate will be largely set on my terms, as his schedule of watching YouTube videos is obviously more flexible than mine, as I actually work for a living. Again, check out, is XUC actually this dumb? It's a year old, but it will both make you laugh and feel deeply depressed. So I haven't heard back. Full disclosure with you, chat. While I do think I could win this debate in some capacity, I mainly accepted because I didn't think he'd respond. As in, if he responded, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm gonna do this now. That's fine. But uh, if he doesn't respond, I'm like, yeah, I get to say something funny. It felt like a win-win situation for me, right? Because I've obviously got a lot of shit to do and I'm coming off recently being ill. Is he gonna let me wait like three days so I no longer feel sick? And then I have to take a lot of time off my other work. Like I would have to get transcripts and stuff to compare various different statements. He would just call you names despite the no belittlement. Well, I said, feel free to call me names. But obviously, as I've said in the past, debates don't really change much about the discourse. I just think this is really funny. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, even if he does accept the debate and you win, he'll make it look like you lost somehow to his audience mate. As I've said before, a lot of my earlier life was spent watching and engaging in debates. And I've come away from a situation going, wow, debater A destroyed debater B. Like, it was just, debater B was all over the place. I had no idea what he was talking about. And I've talked to people and they're like, no, what are you talking about? Debater B? Fucking Rex? Debater A. Because just all emotional garbage, right? It's more of a matter of, like, how much you appeal to a particular group of people. Debates don't have the ability for, like, in real life fact checking or being able to bring out sources and, 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 and whatnot. Points that can be very pivotal to what you're talking about will suddenly just be dropped because you've moved on to talking about something else. It is the least efficient way to decide a topic ever. But it is the most entertaining because it ends up being just a, a shit-flinging contest, right? So as I said, the only value that could be had here is in potential blitterment, where we just sit there and insult each other in front of an audience and we have some fun doing that. With that being said, I am potentially one of the few qualified people in the world to debate XQC on this topic. Not because of my extensive thoughts writings and videos on the topic of reaction content, but more because I watch everything in like 2.2 times speed. I might be one of the few people on the planet who can actually understand what XQC is saying, in part because I can hear the speed at which he's speaking, but also I can like translate his stupidity into coherent words and sentences. Am I a communism? I think that's ultimately what the debate should really be about. Wait, is he actually a, com uh, a, uh, a communism? Am I a communism? He was seemed very interested in that idea. I'd much rather make another video just tearing apart things XQC has said. But in, in terms of like brand growth or money, I would be better off spending those hours just making a YouTube video, finishing off one of the compilations or something. It'd be far more profitable. The reason why debating XQC won't provide particularly all that much benefit to me is imagine who's in chat with XQC. There'll be the people who like GTA 5 content, who already know who I am because I've had enough exposure to the market they know, right? And these people either just don't like my content, not interested, whatever. Then you have the people who already know me, who know me and like my content and already watch it. And then you have like everyone else, people who are so far distant from me and in terms of my content and liking and stuff that the odds of them seeing me on XUC's stream and being like, oh, I'm gonna now enjoy GTA 5 content is very, 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 very low, right? Especially because it's an audience of people who apparently like sitting around watching other people watch YouTube videos. So not the sort of thing that I create. But you compare exposure to that group of people 
to the exposure I get just making a good YouTube video. So let's take this for example. Like this is just a compilation of other footage that I have. This video, I have like 30 more than I, I can make exactly like this. Half a million views in like eight days, two grand, 600 new subscribers. The reach is 8 million impressions just all over YouTube. 8 million. What's XQC got in his stream? Like like 50,000 people, right? Maybe over the course of an hour debate, I, like 75,000 people might see me or something. It's just so infinitesimally small and it's non-target advertisement, right? In terms of time for exposure at my level, talking to XQC and debating him is not the best use of my time, but it can be funny and isn't valueless necessarily. It's just because I have so much other shit to do, not the best use of my time. This isn't the case with everyone. There are people out there who have fucking nothing going on, have no idea what to do, have no ideas, don't know what content to produce, can't edit. And these people, they've got nothing else but to start fights with people. They just have to, that's just their brand. And as well, they may have a greater similarity of audiences with the people that they start shit with. Like obviously if I started shit with another GTA 5 content creator, that might bring me more benefit, but it's just a lot of stress, a lot of hassle that I d frankly don't need, but it's funny. It was at this point I remembered that technically XQC said to direct message him if you wanted to accept the debate. So I decided to do so, unfortunately finding out that only verified people could DM him. Wait! My Twitter blue ran out today. <laughs> no! Fucking Elon Musk! Time to go through another month of shame, but it was so annoying last time. Look, I'll be real with you. Being a somewhat, I don't want to call myself verbose because I think I, I don't speak unnecessarily long, but I like to be thorough in what I'm communicating. So like, like having more letters on Twitter does help me to communicate my thoughts. Like most of those tweets, I probably wouldn't have sent if I wasn't part of Twitter Blue. But I don't like the idea that I might be auto-blocked by a bunch of people and stuff. I will subscribe. So your account is not eligible for Twitter Blue at this time. You are currently ineligible for the following reasons. You changed your profile photo, display name, or username within the last three days. I told was run out, literally just today. And it won't let me sign up again. I therefore can't DM XQC to accept his debate challenge. Anyone with blue, please DM him this tweet on my behalf that showcases his challenge and my acceptance. Thanks. Okay, so we'll see what kind of shit that drums up, chat. I don't like doing this stuff. I already feel uncomfortable, but I can't deny that it is very funny. <laughs> then why do we, because it's really funny. I addressed this in rambles recently. We are each motivated by different competing things. I don't like anxiety. I don't like talking to people. I don't like debating things, but it's really funny. And I care about people and I care about the topic. My entire existence is a competition between my desire to sit in a hole and have everyone ignore me and leave me alone. And my desire to do like all the other things I want to do. You have no intention of causing a shitstorm, but in making a video and don't want to mistake your opinion. Are you against react videos made with permission? Daily dose of internet. Also feel free to ignore. <laughs> Well, thank you for 2,000 bits, Mr. Logan, sir. I think getting permission is more indicative of you not being necessarily like a bad person, but I don't think it really solves anything. Like if a person spends a year on a video and you like use that to sort of game the algorithm to grow yourself, you're not really doing anything there. You're not doing any work. You're just like taking someone's video, right? Like you're just taking advantage of people. I mean, I'm less concerned about it, I suppose. If you watch those videos I've made, you still are ultimately working to grow yourself at the expense of others, making it harder for other people to compete in the market because you can use your brand to spam out as many high quality videos as you want effortlessly, right? You're not paying anyone any money. You're not spending the time to think of an idea or do the editing or, or whatever. All, all the production costs that normally goes into making a YouTube video, you're just like, hey, uh, can I just re-upload your video with my face in the corner? I mean, the reason Daily Dose of Internet is, is less egregious to me is because they aren't necessarily creative works in many cases. They're like recordings of like sunsets 
And he not only gets permission, but he, he often pays these people money. Like you spend thousands of dollars per video. Like if you're re-uploading someone's video, but like giving them the money, like I certainly not as egregious. You could say there's different degrees of things in which I'm concerned about. And uh, people who on occasion react to a video that they've gotten permission for because it's some special thing related to them, not particularly concerned, right? The people who make a living re-uploading other people's videos with themselves in the corner, spamming out often a dozen a day in some cases, these are the things that get my goat. But I mean, it's, it's in the videos. I mean, I suppose you don't really want to watch hours of content though, but it's understandable. I understand. I imagine it still is an issue under your finite impressions idea. All React videos would eat into it, although to a less problematic degree. Yeah, but it is true that in, in the same way that time and attention is finite, impressions are as well. The, the platform can only promote so many videos. And so it just comes down to like, are you creating something new? Are you, you know, in, in, in what fair use is meant to defend? Fair use defends transformation in the idea that you're creating a new expression of using someone else's work as a basis. So it assesses the value that you leave behind with the original work. So for example, The Legal Eagle released a video recently titled Lawyer Reacts The Little Mermaid. And now your expectation might be that The Legal Eagle sat there for an hour and 40 minutes watching a Disney movie, but that's obviously not what he did. What he did was in his own time off stream, look specifically at an aspect of the movie that being the legal contract that is used in that movie and spoke on it from a legal perspective. He didn't restream the entire movie. He didn't replace the purpose of the movie in some capacity. He created a differentiated work targeting a different audience with a different purpose. And like it's, it's the same reason why HDHE won his lawsuit, where he took a video designed to give tips for picking up women, for people interested in picking up women, and then uh, HDHE changed that into a comedy video for a comedy audience with the purpose of distributing comedy or what have you. The more differentiated your work, the more you can arguably be saying that you're doing something effortful, the less I'm going to be particularly concerned about. It. The more consent that you have from parties involved, the more that they could be said to be benefiting in some way, the less concerned I'll be. Yeah, I literally used that video as an example as well. Appreciate the time. Have a good evening. A noise. Have a good one. Thank you for the bits. <laughs> So just a small update to tack on to the end here. This debate with XQC may actually happen, but obviously I'm not particularly looking forward to it and it will probably end up being pretty lame. XQC has a seemingly a very, very short attention span. I don't think he could actually maintain enough interest in having a debate with me for long enough that will actually enable me to be prepared for it and certainly have enough energy because I have been sick the last two days. The reason I say this is because on stream today, apparently he looked at my video, is XQC actually this dumb? Subtitles for XQC available, a wonderful video. So uh, he started watching it, he got to 40 seconds and then he immediately jumped to 11 minutes and 10 seconds in. Just skipped 11 minutes basically. Then he watched for 12 seconds before jumping again to 16 minutes and 21 seconds where he watched until 18 minutes and then clicked off and watched a different video. Obviously my position is not- okay, I'm, I'm, I will stop reacting because I, I, I don't want to low react to this right now. So the video was like, 26 minutes, even though it was in front of him, he ended up watching like two minutes, clicking through it. Like on some level, if we did debate, it would just be me trying to summarize videos I've already made while he yells a lot, presumably, which doesn't sound particularly fun. I would do it because I memed myself into this. I just don't think a person with the attention span of like a cocaine covered fly would <laughs> really be able to have a debate with anyone. That's coherent. I've never watched the other debates XQC has been involved in, only seen clips, and I think my assessment is pretty damn good. He did DM me though, saying simply, give me your diss off Discord. 
And I, of course, sent him an essay. Not really an essay, but just a little bit longer, as I do, where I basically just summarized what I said to you now and said, hey, can you just, like, watch these two videos before we talk? And then we'd have something to talk about, rather than me just spending hours just summarizing things that I've already explained far better with actual graphics and, uh, and all that jazz. Yeah, so it might happen. Really depends on how long I can maintain his attention. I do have a lot of stuff to do, so I'll probably hopefully fit it in some at some point. Life is weird, chat. All this shit is just so pointless. Doesn't help me make good content. Doesn't make me put out the stuff that I want to put out. Can be funny, but I suppose that's about it. So we ended here. Thank you for watching and joining me on my new channel. I wish you all the best.